welcome everybody to your favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin, joined as always here on The Hook by Aaron Larsoul. Uh, we are live on YouTube and on Twitter um, and on Facebook. Uh, so if you guys want to see Aaron's reactions to the things that I say, <laughs> uh, it's been funny. It's been funny to get that comment. It's like, oh man, this is so much better watching because now those those silent moments that we used to get just sitting there in my car are now filled with the entertainment of Aaron having no fucking idea what to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I used to just say unnamed cognac is delicious. Yeah, although right. I would name the cognac. Um, right. Yeah. So now you get to see my uh, my my facial expressions yeah. as a reaction to. I do. I am. I am legitimately when I say my favorite Anthony is tinfoil hat Anthony. That is a legitimate answer. I love tinfoil hat Anthony. However, I need to get like I need to make a tinfoil hat before the show. It does. Now that we're on does, video, it does sometimes um, uh, require me to uh, have some some reactions <laughs> that are not audible. So you have to see. You have to see uh, to. Uh, <laughs> To enjoy, yes. <laughs> somebody, in, I don't even remember who it was, but somebody in the Slack said they they were watching on uh, in the SSR Slack. Said they were watching during the lunch break and loved um, my facial reactions and added a whole new layer of enjoyment to the show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And you, you get to see a look, watching. and you get to see a championship ring if you want to. Look at that. There you go. I don't know. There. All right. Cool. There you go. There it is for everybody watching. There you go. Uh, all right, so we are going to be um, talking about like literal minutes before we went live. Uh, Russell Westbrook, it is being reported by Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, will be coming off of the bench if Anthony Davis is healthy. Um, I'm not really sure why there's a correlation between those two things, but we can t we can discuss that. Um, I want to talk about how tonight goes and the impact it might have on the Lakers' efforts to move Russell Westbrook. Um, and, and how quickly they will look to do that based on partially uh, how tonight goes. Um, we have some stories around the league that we want to talk about, some teams that uh, either surpri surprise us one way or the other. You know what? We'll bring back woe or woe. Um, David didn't buy that from me, so I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead and bringing it from Locked On NBA. Oh. Yeah. Screw, screw that shit. That's my oh, game. Oh. I invented oh. it. Okay. Uh, woe or woe is I'm going to say a team name and you're going to react either like, whoa, or whoa. Okay. So, so that's how, that's how we're going to talk about, uh, the, the rest of the league. And, and then, you know what, this is the hook. So whatever comes up in between <laughs> those subjects, <laughs> I know that's right. Just, just happens to come up as an example. I went and saw black Adam, uh, the, what was it? A couple days ago. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about, about the rocks in that, right? I don't know anything about yeah. it. It's, it's all right. It's it. It was. <laughs> it was okay. What a what a definitive position you have taken. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the most descriptive well, thing you can say about it is, it was okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It would help to have this conversation with somebody who's seen it. So I'm going to go ahead and move on. But I think all most right. people who are listening and watching right now would say, "All right." Pretty much signs, mm. sums it up, I, I think. Mm. I think there are people who really, really hate it. I think there are people who really, really like it. I think there are people who, and I count myself among them, 
have no fucking idea how I, how I feel about the movie. Okay. I, I just legitimately have no idea how I feel. I think I got to see it again when it goes, when it, when it makes its way to HBO max. That's, I, you know what? I think the worst thing you can say about any form of media. Yeah. It's like you have no apathy, you have like yeah, no right. reaction to it. I think that, that does not speak well for it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like All if right. I sent out, like everybody's been arguing with me, I, uh, you know, I did. I, I I made the mistake of of putting out my <laughs> top three list of all time, and that got into Kobe discussions and and oh. Steph discussions and Giannis discussions. Most of it is like LeBron, MJ, Kareem, whoever, whoever, whoever discussions. Yeah, that's the top tier. And waste. Yes, the three of them is the top tier. Period. Mm -hmm. But my mentions have been a wasteland. So I know whenever I send out a tweet that nobody cares about, like, yeah. I mean, this is better right like my mentions are an absolute disaster um i don't have enough of a following to like really have to not check my mentions and mute stuff this one i mm -hmm. probably have to mute but like at least people if people are yelling at me it's okay i mean you're the king of this but like when i if they have no reaction <laughs> to something i've done like then uh, love it or hate it but in the middle eh. i think i'm incapable of sending out a tweet to people either love or, or like like that that people are apathetic towards. Oh yeah, you you gonna get a reaction, brother. Yeah, Jen, yeah. I mean that's kind of the point, but but and so here we are. All right, so let's talk about. Should we, Russell should we apologize to to Rod and Sabrina for stealing their post game show, and should we vow not to do that again tonight? There's a joke that I can make here that I will not, um, because of of timeliness of information. But there's a great joke that I could make right here. Uh, oh. That I won't, but yeah, okay. apologies, Raj and Sabrina for, for that. Um, all right. So Russell Westbrook, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of uh, ESPN is set to come off the bench. If Anthony Davis is uh, healthy enough to give it a go tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, he looked bad in the Denver game. I thought, um, you know, part of that is he's going up against Jokic and the two time MVP makes a lot of people look bad. I think a part of it was that after every shot that he made, he looked okay. And then after every shot that he missed, he grabbed his back. Um, and, and, and I just think like the wear and tear of covering this defense and, and carrying this defense is uh, taking its toll on him. Uh, and, and, you know, this was, this has been my concern here as they wait to make a, a Russell Westbrook trade is the load that they're asking Davis and uh, LeBron to carry is kind of staggering and now when anthony davis tries to walk he staggers so um yeah it's going to be interesting let's let's say let's just take for granted and this is not something that we're usually safe to do but let's mm -hmm. take for granted that anthony davis is going to play tonight and um he's going to be in the starting lineup which means for whatever reason russell westbrook will not uh be in the starting lineup uh my immediate thought was this is the last box that the Lakers needed to check before they can fully commit to, okay, this isn't working 20 games or whatever. Be damned. We got to get this guy out of here. That, that was my, that was my immediate first thought, which says a lot about me that like, <laughs> like I, I'm not thinking about the basketball and I'm just like immediately jumping into GM mode, but that's, that's where my brain went. Okay, so let's let me let's clean up a couple things um, or be more precise, I guess. Um, so everybody outside of JTA went through the walkthrough. JTA is not going to play uh, because mm -hmm. of his ankle, but everybody else participated in the shoot around. Um, 
Russ has been upgraded to probable, which means mm-hmm. it's likely he's going to play tonight. But in that case, he was not in the projected starting lineup. The first unit and uh, McManaman sent this out. I've people have also told me this that um, Damian Jones, your very large adult son, who has been pretty awful, who has been pretty awful, um, w- was with the first unit in shoot around in the walkthrough this morning, which makes which sense means- given the matchup. Yeah, and we talked about this, right? I mentioned this last week that it might be time to, in this matchup specifically, Yeah, like, yes, it's AD has played 100% of his minutes um, at center. You have argued for that. I have argued for him playing more center than he has in the past. Um, I don't know that any of us expected it to be 100% of his minutes. No. And I do agree that it is taking a physical toll on him. Um I think it's so. I, so I think I think it was right. Though. Yeah, like, I, I think don't... it was right to start. I think it's it is right to start Damian because, like, you just at some point you're just too small. I tweeted this out about the game in Denver. The Lakers were losing a lot of 50-50 balls and matchups um, just because they were just plainly too small. AD is not small for a center. LeBron is not really small for a power forward. But when you're going up against Cat and Gobert, it is it's just it's just too small. And you need somebody to hopefully absorb some of the physical contact, Damian Jones in this case, absorb some of the physical contact, um, absorb some of the fouls, et cetera. So AD and LeBron don't have to do that for a whole game. So I don't think that I, I don't think it is specifically I, I think I think Russ was going to come off the bench anyway. I don't think it is specifically like a one-to-one correlation where if AD starts, then then uh then Russ doesn't. I just think that if AD ends up not playing, you you have to shuffle stuff around. And so that may lead to Russ being back in the starting lineup. I do I do agree with you that it's kind of maybe I mean it, it all indications were he was going to be coming off the bench anyway, right? And Coach Ham, everyone will tell you he is empowered to coach the team and Russ however he sees fit is best for the team. Um, but I do agree with you part of this is leaving no stone unturned right like after this you say you you've tried everything with russ and if this doesn't work frankly i don't know that it will i I don't suspect that it will i think it i think it'll be better um and i think russ should be playing less but i i i don't think it is about specifically leaving no stone unturned but i do think that that is a fair yeah i think that is one of the thing like I don't know if you throw your hands up, but at some point you say, okay, like we've literally tried everything we can try to make this work. And if it still doesn't work, right. A new voice at head coach, somebody that's going to hold you accountable playing. Well, you've had, it didn't work with LeBron and AD last year. It hasn't worked with LeBron and AD again this year, even with the new voice and with the recommitment of Russ to doing what it's going to take. So I, this is like the last best option. I agree with that. Yeah. I, so a lot to touch on here, a lot. Uh, I think as it pertains to Damian moving into the into the starting lineup, and yeah, we're on a first-name basis, Damian. <laughs> I mean. Damian, my boy. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're on, you've signed his birth certificate, so of course we're on a first-name basis. It is funny how, like, first-name basis change person to person, right? Because, like, I say LeBron all the time, mm-hmm. right? 
and 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 like that's just how we refer to him. But well, me but saying Damien sounded some, really weird. Because that's because there are some people, um, like their name is just ubiquitous, right? Like yeah. Madonna or LeBron, or like yeah. there are some people that just Aaron. All you all you need is <laughs> I don't know which one you mean, so no. <laughs> right? There are certain people that have yeah. enough of a stature that you only need the one name. I'm trying to think of any other errands I know. I'm blanking right now. So yeah, Aaron, single name basis. Oh, all right. Aaron. <laughs> well, that's actually a cook. He's a chef. He's really good. Oh, um, all Sanchez, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, all right. So Damian Jones moving into the starting lineup. If if you know, I think it is more matchup dependent. The Lakers have also been getting killed on the boards, yes. and they aren't shooting very well. Um, and, the, and them not shooting very well is partly why they're getting killed on the bird boards. They're creating a lot more rebounds than teams that they're playing against. Um, so I think that's part of it. Uh, so hopefully, you know, you stick Jones in there and he manages the boards on one end and maybe even creates a couple extra opportunities on the other. Um, and if it isn't him specifically, that the additional length, you know, it allows AD to maybe focus more on hitting the boards it allows lebron to get in there and and you're just more physical in 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 that area of the court so let, I me, let, me, where... let me like i i don't even think this necessarily means sorry to interrupt you i don't even think this necessarily means that he's going to play more minutes i just think the the timing of the minutes or when he plays them yeah. because generally in the nba teams start bigger and finish smaller mm-hmm. and so I don't even know that this means he'll play more minutes, but it means those minutes will be matched up against generally bigger players, yeah. especially, I mean, obviously, and especially tonight, but um, I don't, I don't know that this means he plays more. It just means he, the minutes he is playing are generally going to be against bigger guys. Well, and that's another part of this that I want to talk about in a bit also is Russ might not be starting, but will he be closing if it's close, right? That's, that's something that I think a lot of Lakers fans have seen enough of. Um, and then, you know, so the moving back, though, to, to Jones in the starting lineup and, and the general approach, the concern here is that, like, there are certain baselines, right, that, that you need to have in the NBA, right? Uh, you need to be at least, like, I think the Lakers have been below the baseline of how big you need to be on a basketball court, uh, you know, on average. Um, I think that's something that they've fallen below of. Uh, the baseline of being able to shoot is has clearly been something that yes. they've fallen well below, and that is a deadly combination. Yeah, well, right. Usually, like the if... benefit of being smaller is you shoot better. Generally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but but I think like if the Lakers are going to be, um, if they're going to 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 start Jones here, uh, and this is a problem that they have with moving into bigger at all, and I think this is just a, a general roster issue. As they get bigger, their shooting gets worse, right? Um, Brown is, is. I mean, do, I mean, does it? I don't know. <laughs> it says something. I mean, like, does it? <laughs> Can it's it shooting, get worse? <laughs> team shooting twenty percent from three on the year, whatever twenty one percent, whatever it is. Damien, like, if you're open, let it fly. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm no. But my point is, like, if he is, couldn't he be worse. Is, if he is theoretically replacing Russ in the starting lineup, like. Who do you does think it, finishes the year it. with a higher three-point percentage, Damian Jones or Russell Westbrook? <laughs> so for uh, those of you watching right now, that's exactly what we're talking about, the facial expressions that Aaron gives when I say shit like that. 
just took a I just took a pretty decent pull off the uh, unnamed cognac too. Um, I, I, you want to know? The, honestly, you want to know no, the answer no, to that? No, 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 I'll give you. I'm going to give you an rhetorical. answer. I'm going to give you an answer. Does Damian Jones make his first three of the season? Whenever he takes it, does he make it? I mean, maybe. If he does, then yes. Yeah. Because he's not going to shoot more than two more <laughs> on the year, right? So if he goes one for three, Russ is not getting to thirty-three <laughs> percent. He's not. What I'm not like. He's he just isn't. Russ is not going to shoot thirty-three. Yeah. No, he's not. So no, Damian Jones, right? What was it? What was it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was nineteen twenty. I think it was the uh, the, the the championship year and, and COVID year. Didn't JaVale, JaVale made like five of his first six threes or something like yeah. that? Well, Dwight and, shot really well and last Dwight did year. too, yeah, right. Dwight, yes, Dwight made yeah. some too. And Dwight used to, both of them in warmups used to shoot them all the time. But we'd be on the road and I would just be laughing with them, uh, having three-point contests with <laughs> with some of the coaches. But um, so if 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 David makes his first one, then then yeah, he finishes with a higher percentage than Russ. So uh, quick aside, um it, I always I always laugh when I see like uh non pro players even like even people who played in college um depending on the college that you played in but like non pro players who try to say things about like what they could do on a on a professional court right Absolutely not um here's for for full context as to like how far behind we are from them Dwight and JaVale would wash anybody, you know, in a three point contest. Correct. Like just, just sitting there shooting three pointers, standing still, those guys would wash you. So and they're terrible shooters. So <laughs> I don't know if I've told this story before, but, um, one summer I went to go, uh, to Milwaukee when I was in Portland, I went to go to Milwaukee and just check in on Prisbilla, who, is he and I are, are still pretty close. Well, not pretty close. We're very close to this day. He was just a goon, right? He never did anything. <laughs> like all he did was catch the ball, dunk, set screens, mm -hmm. block shots, try to beat people up. Um, he was a goon, right? He was good. He was a good basketball player, but he was just a goon. He never, no skill. He would tell you, I have no skill. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I said uh, his son, Anthony, who's 16, is now I went to go visit earlier this uh, couple a month or so ago. Anthony is 16 and 6'5 and bigger than me, and I don't I don't like it. But he will tell you, Anthony, who's 16, is already more skilled than Joel ever was. I'm sure. But these dudes, this is all they have done three or four or five or six hours a day for their entire lives. Yeah. And they are superheroes. So... Joel never, never dribbled. I, he, I believe he is the Blazers all time uh, record holder in field goal percentage because he literally did nothing but dunk. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go, uh, so I go to go work out with him, check in on him uh, one summer and we go play some, we're playing some one-on-one. -on -one. I was an okay, I was an okay basketball player at one time and like had some skill. Joel has no skill, zero. And I've played against guys. All, I've told this this story about playing against Kobe, right? Like I've played against everybody. I was all right. So I'm like, I'm going to handle him. I'm going to handle him because he's seven foot one. He has never dribbled a basketball in an NBA yeah. game. He has never taken a jump shot in an NBA game. I got this dude. He destroyed me. 
I'm sure. I, I beat him. I beat him once, but he was crossing me over. I'm like, you. I've never seen you dribble in a game yeah. before. How are you crossing me over? Right. I'm a foot shorter than you. You can't cross me. And he's just standing there, three, 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 cash and three. What am I going to do? A challenge a seven foot one yeah. guy's jumper? No, three, right. three, 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 three. I, you know, I, I did, I did get him once, and then in the, and then in the uh, third. So you game, lost twenty one to one. In the third game, he 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 posted me up, and I'm trying to like you know make the bridge, you know. To, I'm like <laughs> I'm six one one eighty five, and he's yeah. seven one two seventy in a superhero yeah, two eighty five, yeah. And he he turns to go throw a jump hook over his left shoulder and just elbows me in the neck, and I couldn't move my head for like six <laughs> weeks. But you are correct. That was a long story time to yeah. say like all of these dudes can. They're super. They're superheroes, and yeah. this is what they've done their whole lives. All of these dudes are better at every part of basketball than anybody you know at yeah. any part of basketball, except maybe Ben Simmons. Um, I, I I don't know if he's a better shooter than than Ben than Simmons you will. Right now. Ben Simmons will stand at the three point line in warmups and make fifty threes in a row. These dudes uh, are different. Yeah. He also yeah. looks. I, I think there's something still wrong with him physically. He like doesn't. I think there's him. something wrong with him mentally. No, that's clearly I, the case. Like I don't, I don't. I don't think he's right in the head. Right. No, now. that's that's clear. There's clearly some stuff going on there. But I mm-hmm. also think maybe and maybe it's connected. Yeah. Um, I think kind of like, like remember when Marco Fultz got hurt. Um, oh yeah, and they learned, got the, like relearning how to shoot. Yeah, got the yips. Yeah, yeah. The Chuck um, Knobloch. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I, I feel about Ben Simmons. But all right, so um, I want to so. Talking about Russ coming off of the bench and and what this means now here moving forward for the Lakers, I think so. They're four they're four games in after tonight. Probably going to be on five. Um, I, it's a it's a bad matchup for them. Not it just is. In Minnesota's terms of, not any good either, though. Yeah, but it's just a bad matchup, and I, I just I don't think there's I much agree. belief on 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 the Lakers side of things. And that's actually kind of what I wanted to talk to you about is. You made a comment, uh, I think it was last week, when we talked about, you know, like the vibes surrounding yeah. the Lakers. And, and the vibes, and, the vibes uh, yep. bleeding onto the court, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, you. You said that they hadn't quite started bleeding onto the court. And, no, but I was worried about the losing the Portland game because I thought that might, yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they lost to Portland, and then I thought played the most nonchalant game of the season so far uh, against Denver. I agree. And um, I'm, I'm starting to wonder, and tonight's going to be interesting. I'm starting to wonder if those, if those vibes are starting to seep onto the court and whether that combined with, we'll see how things go here with Russ. Like if we get another, like, see, this is where it's tough, man. I'm going to be, I'm going to be straight up. I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, are you? For a change, right? Right. Um, no, I. You might I say something that, controversial, huh? I hate that I'm sitting here ha- trying to figure out whether or not Russell Westbrook is hurt, right? Like this, this is the, the 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 worst part of this season so far is was Russell Westbrook fibbing to you know when when it came to that hamstring injury in the preseason? Um, was he fibbing when it came to the hamstring issue that he that just kept him out of a game? Um, and and like depending on how things go tonight, was he fibbing, or is he actually nursing this hamstring thing? Just this unknowable aspect of the sport right now. As much information as I can gather, there's no way to know definitively. 
I can have a pretty good idea and I can base that on multiple conversations that you have with people surrounding the situation, mm-hmm. but there's no way to know. Um, but I, you know, this is where it's, it's tough because if Russ does the whole, if he grabs his hamstring again tonight and we don't know necessarily if it's real or whatever, like, that's what I mean. Like when I, when I tweeted out that this is the, 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 you know, if we get any nonsense tonight, this is what I mean. If we get any kind of another attempt at this tactic to stay in the starting lineup here um, and in the closing lineup, then that he has to either be, and, and the Lakers clearly don't believe it, right? And that, that was the part that, that, that stuck out to me in Ham's response to uh, Westbrook's last hamstring injury was like, yeah, we talked about it. That's done with. Um, that told me that, yeah, that it, at least in some way, Ham wasn't quite there with like, oh, yeah, this is a real thing. No, 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 no. He was there with it was a real thing. He wasn't there with using the bench as coming off the bench as the scapegoat for it or the cause. Right, yeah, it. right. And, and, um, but like, I, I, I think that's kind of a distinction without a difference, but same difference. Um, if, if we get more of that stuff, then I think the Lakers are forced to send him home. Like the, 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 the vibes are the, the, the bad vibes are kind of seeping onto the court. And if he pulls another, uh, he pulls any more shenanigans as we saw, um, in preseason and potentially against Denver, then we're done here. This is it. Like it's it's not getting any better. You commit to the guys that you are, you know you're going to commit to anyway. That's got to be it. Do you, are you? I know you don't want to you, you don't want to talk about the re, the the realness of Russ's hamstring issue, but no, just because like I don't want to. I'm not going to call the man a liar, and I that's don't fine. know. Yeah, but my 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 my. I said this in the Slack. My educated guess is. Russ doesn't want to come off the bench. And when he did, he felt something in his hamstring. I believe that that was kind of off and decided to play it up and use it as a way to try to not come off the bench. But I do, I don't believe he was faking an injury. Yeah. I do. I do think he probably exaggerated it, played it up, used it as a talking point to try to not have to come off the bench. But clearly Darvin Ham doesn't care. Darvin Ham is going to do like, cause you're coming off the bench. Right. Yeah. And so if he does, if Russ does that again and says, Oh, my hamstring. Okay. Maybe he has a real hamstring injury or he doesn't, but I don't think, I think we have seen that coach Ham is not going to be influenced by that to put Russ back in the starting lineup, unless he thinks that's the best thing for the team. And again, I think if we, if, if this is a storyline again, coming out of tonight's game, I think that's gotta be it. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to produce any noticeable difference in, in the basketball here. Um, I don't I don't think he's going to com- be committed to to making this work for all of the reasons that I've outlined over the course of the season. But uh, I, I think, you know, one thing that 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 we've learned here is that and this isn't even about the Lakers specifically. Everybody has a limit. Everybody has a that's line in the that's, sand. That's fair. And I think and I think. Russ's line in the sand, as he's indicated time and time and time again now, is messing with his role. 
like messing, disrespecting him with the role that he sees as beneath him. He did it with Vogel uh, when he talked about his back seizing up because of how long he was sitting in, in, in a game last year. He did it in the preseason here um, in a way that, that Ham wasn't necessarily buying. And, and I think uh, if, we, if we get it again tonight, that, la- that line in the sand that Russ has drawn and made very clear that he's going to abide uh, and not step over, if, if that line in the sand is, 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 uh, is there for Russ and it's in a place that the Lakers aren't comfortable with, like this isn't going to be a relationship that is salvageable. That is not something, this is not something that can work if there are things that he is not willing to do that the Lakers need him to do. So um, Woj just had a tweet that's not about this, about about something else, which I'll mention in a second. But let me finish up the the wrestling because we should talk about Woj's tweet. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and 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 grab it while. Okay, so but let me finish up with this wrestling. I am moving closer towards your position, um, not with not as not the trade part of it, but at the the like. If it, if it continues like this, or if the vibes get worse, I am I am coming more towards to just send him away, place. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet, but I am I am becoming more and more understanding of it. And the reason I am not there yet, or because part of it was there's all these options. I I and probably because you know they're in in an effort to balance the roster with a theoretical rust trade. You want to have these other options or right. You and I talked before the season and even at the beginning of the season that there are more options to play hardball with Russ, whether it's sending him to the bench or sending him home because you have all of these other, you know, you've, you've spent a lot of resources, the limited resources the Lakers had, you spent a lot of that on guards uh, and guys that you could say, well, we don't need you because X, Y, Z. Those guys have largely sucked though. Yeah. Um, So all of those yeah, options. None. What the hell? <laughs> all of those options. Ha- and 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 Schroeder hasn't played yet, right? So like, yeah. All of those options aren't as convincing. So uh, unfortunately, at right now, I still think we're in the place where you probably it's in your best interest to try to get whatever you can out of Russ. And Russ, even for him, has looked diminished. Right? He's not. He can't finish at the rim. Obviously, he can't shoot. He can never shoot. But. Even the, the things finishing at the rim which he to me could do, <laughs> yeah. Even the things that he could do that made him. I mean, he's been pretty good defensively this year, but in the past, he's been so good offensively that that made up for the fact that he was a zero on defense. Now he's been a pretty good defender, but his offense, just frankly, he hasn't been great on defense. He's been better than normal, but his offense, because he looks diminished physically. And all of those athletic advantages that he had over basically everyone in the league have been diminished 10% or 15% or 20%. And if that was his only advantage, um, that diminishment has had real consequences. He's battled on the glass. He's been okay defensively, but he's not getting to the rim. And when he is getting there, he's not finishing. Um, And that's what he had to use to make up for the fact that he can't shoot. So I am coming more towards your position of sending him home. I am not, I don't think that the first four games and whatever happens tonight for me, it still hasn't impacted the threshold for, for a trade. 
like what makes sense to trade. Um, but it has somewhat for maybe if this doesn't work, it's time for him to go away. Yeah. But I, again, I, again, he's still one probably one of the best guys on the team because the guys that theoretically could well, be his replacements have been horrific. Yeah, that that's that's a big factor. Probably the and Shooter hasn't. Factor. I mean, to be fair, Shooter hasn't played, so let's see. I don't know. I think that I think the situation wearing on people is a big factor in why those replacements have looked as bad as they have. I think it's really awkward to essentially be a player's replacement while that player is on the team still. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I wouldn't a replacement or an option as a replacement. I guess is. I mean, again, like, but like, imagine if, imagine if, like, I don't know, if I brought a, a, a another co-host here, mm-hmm. and I essentially told you and the co-host as we were doing this, all right, whoever whoever makes the best points here, you got <laughs> you're, you're sticking the, around. Uh, you're doing the uh, the 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 Joker and yeah, Batman with the pro right. stick. Right, we I'm got gonna one break, I'm going to break a it. mic stand in half, yeah. and you guys got to fight over it. You know, who am I fighting? This is interesting. Um, but like you, you know what I mean though. Like in theory, right? And especially in in sports, we think like that type of competition is is always healthy. But this competition isn't quite the same because we're looking at like we're looking at at an at an end point that we know already, right? Like we, there isn't there isn't some way that Russ can just win this competition and remain the starting point guard forever. No, that's not how this is going to play out. Like the, the, you know, it's the like, are, are you watching uh <laughs> are, are, have you been watching uh Andor the Star Wars? No, I, I I watched the first I think they were, was, they did like slow. the first 3 episodes. Yeah, it's slow. It's it's slow. I, it's incredibly Star well Wars, done. I am begging you. Begging you to just let cool powerful characters swing around the lightsabers like just like like, like stop yeah, it with not everything of, not a lot of lightsabers in andor it's um, it's just so oh, i really God, rogue sorry. one i thought was really good i think it's the best thing that disney in the disney era um uh, i think it's the best star wars thing that there has been but what you're saying see, look now i'm gonna sound like darius given my analogy hopefully this one's lands as well as his do generally i'm gonna say yes and no first but um what you're saying about Russ, like with the competition and you know how it ends. So Andor, it's slow and it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me, but it's really good. Like it's incredibly well done and mm-hmm. it's good. Um, It's just slow and doesn't really feel like Star Wars. But part of the part of my issue with it is, you know, they have situations where you want to create drama by putting the main character in like some situations yeah. that could it's be troubling. The inherent problem with prequels. But but I know how this ends, right? Yeah. I know how I know how this this dude dies at the end of Rogue One. So I know he's gonna be okay tonight. Right. Yeah. So it's I, kind of like I know I know how this ends. So it's kind of hard to create the the drama. It's kind of hard to cr- create that competition or that sense of competition. You're saying with Russ versus Pat Bev or Dennis Schroeder or Kendrick no, Nunn Walker or, or Lonnie Walker or wh- whomever. Yeah. Because we know how this ends. And right now, like, and right now the, the remaining. How'd I do? Will Darius be proud of me? How'd I do? That was, I think that was good. I, by the way, decent? why are we be talking minus? about Darius's analogies? I, I hear analogies all the time. 
B minus. Who's he? Who is this Darius person? <laughs> I guess I have to know who he is because he writes for Silver Screen and Roll. Indeed, he does. But I don't know if he hosts or does any kind of work outside of that. But that I'm not aware. Never, of. never heard of that. I don't know. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So, I can't compliment you when I'm talking to you. I know, That's weird. I, I I suck at taking compliments too. But yeah, I, I exactly though. Exactly. Like basically, and on top of that, on top of everything you just said, which I thought was on point, on top of that, you have Lonnie, Nunn, Pat, and eventually Schroeder right now competing for scraps, right? They're competing for like when I cook carne asada, when any like decent Mexican is cooking carne asada, what you do is... What's your secret ingredient in the carne asada, the marinade? Uh, I go and buy it from the Like That's God my secret ingredient. No. <laughs> Soy sauce. I, Soy I, sauce is the secret ingredient. I, in carne, I support carne small asada. business. Soy sauce. You know, you know what soy sauce uh, translates to in Spanish? Sauce sauce? I am sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, isn't it called? Wait, oh no, salsa inglesa. So that's Worcestershire sauce in Spanish. Yeah, that's not so, sauce. Okay, go ahead. But um, but yeah, like you you. So when I cook carne asada, and when I, any like red blooded Mexican cooks carne asada, like you always want to be around the grill while the carne asada is on there, okay. because my love language is slicing off a bit of it and letting people test it right off the first of the grill. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, first, yeah. Uh-huh. And so like, but the thing, the the, the part of that. My carne um, asada is undefeated, by the way. But go ahead. What's that? My carne asada is undefeated, by the way. Uh, I mean, it, it hasn't gone up against mine. Um, but like, the, imagine, imagine. I'm telling you, as a black man, my carne asada is better than <laughs> your Mexican carne asada as a Mexican. Like, yeah, it's undefeated. And, I, and I'm saying it isn't. Um, so the <laughs> the people like imagine though imagine standing around the grill mm-hmm. and knowing. That the only thing you're going to get to eat, even as you see this mound of beautiful, glistening, moist carne asada that comes off of the grill. Don't ever use that looks word again. That is and the worst smells word amazing. Language, but go ahead. Um, like, you're looking at all of that meat over there, and all you're getting right now is just the taste. The rest of that meat is going to go to somebody who's eventually going to get out of there, right? The rest of, the rest of that meat is... <laughs> they're, they're taking it to go? <laughs> yeah. The rest of that meat is going to somebody... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bring any modellos. I mean, shit. The way go. Russ is playing, the rest of that meat is going to go to somebody who's going to drop well, it on the floor. Well, so like, <laughs> so. actually, but but I think I think that Russ coming off the bench, yeah, is it, a factor there, right? Because if if that is accompanied by a reduction in his minutes, then there there is more carne asada for those other guys you mentioned. Yeah, to eat. yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think this is an attempt to better spread around the carne, but, but like, it's not, it's not perfect. And we know it's temporary. Like, this is the other part of this too, that, that it's why I had the reaction I did is like, I, I essentially said, okay, this is one more, this is one step closer to finally we're done here. Like, Like, this is one step. This is a step like to the point that you've been making, um, that I think is kind of sort of indisputable at this point is that the Lakers wanted to test out every other avenue here before they just say, okay, enough, we're done. And this is, I think, the last one that they needed to, to, to try out. To, to I mean, find it's, the only, out one, it's this... the only one left. Right. And, and I think like, that's why my reaction to this was, all right, this is one last step, we're done here. We're, one last step, and, we're, and, we're, and, and uh, Russ is eventually going to be moved. And, and 
Well, um, I, but again, like this, this is where we diverge. And again, I said, I'm coming closer to your perspective on possibly sending, him, sending home. him home, but I don't think the first four games and the rush shenanigans and him coming off the bench tonight. And depending on how this looks tonight, it hasn't really changed much for me as far as the trade conversation goes. Well, if anything, if anything, it has made me more steadfast because I haven't liked what I've seen even without Russ. And I I just don't, I I think the situation is too bad and so untenable with Russ around that it's hard for me to, to, to judge anybody involved with it. And there right. is, I, I also will listen to an argument about doing something. I, I do not advocate for just do something, but I do understand the position that some people take with in the just do something camp. That what, what is that? The, like the stick, <laughs> there's the meme with the like stick figure and the, and the, and the little yeah. leash, the rope leash and yeah, uh-huh. do something um, that something and just getting more options for LeBron and AD will it's not just about those guys uh, that whoever theoretically yeah. comes in and a potential rust trade. It is also about Schmitty the extra juice that, and the extra Miles juice. Smirner. It is also about the extra juice that yeah. you hope the little boost yeah. emotional boost you hope to get from your best players. It's kind of like firing a coach, right? Like when you fire a coach, you know that all of the other good coaches are employed at that point. But you're hoping that when, like, if you're Philly, you're hoping that when Doc Rivers is finally fired, <laughs> that everybody there's like, all right, finally, we're done here. And we did and, you see that we, video yesterday? Uh, the rap one, the the the, the yes. somebody <laughs> the somebody so with good. the Lakers, who I will not mention, sent it to me. I hadn't seen it and sent it to me, and uh, found it really enjoyable. And coincidentally, his uh, Vegas was was their comment fired. With- was that uh was that was that person with the Lakers comment associated with that uh clip was part of the comment man glad we didn't hire this guy <laughs> I responded with yeah something along those lines uh, <laughs> I was not in favor of that at yeah. any point when I was asked um and coincidentally yesterday or the day before his odds well I mean we'll get into this later we can talk about the team the woe and woe teams but um his odds as the first uh, guy fired went from like, he was like third or fourth or fifth in the odds and went to number one, <laughs> like very handily. So doc is anyway, I thought the, the video was very funny. It was well done and it was pretty funny. And doc slander is always good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Clipper Clippers and Celtics guy. I mean, like for Lakers fans, anytime the doc slander is most overrated coach in the history of sports. Anyway, um, before we get to woe and woe, we're going to spend some time on woe and woge um, on this one. Because uh, in a couple tweets that he sent, I'm just going to read them. Story file to ESPN. Again, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Story file to ESPN. The NBA is pursuing the implementation of an upper salary limit in its negotiations on a new collective bargaining agreement with the National Basketball Players Association, a a systemic change that has been met with significant union resistance. Can't wonder why. Can't imagine why. (laughs) He follows that up with, in a wake of large market contenders, Golden State, Brooklyn, and the Los Angeles Clippers. It's offensive that the Lakers aren't here. Anyway, uh, running up massive payrolls and luxury tax penalties, the NBA is proposing a system that would replace the luxury tax with a hard limit that teams could not exceed to pay salary, sources said. 
this would be a monumental shift that I don't think is going to happen, but it would be a monumental shift. Won't, uh, happen, for, and should, won't happen and shouldn't happen. So I have a couple reasons why I don't think it'll happen. Those teams that, like, this is the kind of thing that you leak so that your fans know that you tried, right? But if you're a small market and and this goes through, you just lost so much revenue. <laughs> yeah, the tax payments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Distributions. Yeah. So, like, like this, the, the number one reason why I don't think this would actually happen is because the teams that that you would think, like, upon first reading this, might want this, uh, actually don't. I don't like, especially no. the, the owners of those of those teams that you would think that this is for, don't actually want this. No, so I don't think this is that, actually happening. And the, the the teams that it would be punitive against the teams you just mentioned are frankly more powerful and i mean i mean as far as voting yeah. and collecting votes for getting initiative yeah, voices in the room passer, they're the most powerful ones to begin with so yeah. they don't well, want it also and like, the players aren't going for this what are the owners gonna well, have to said, give up to yeah. to get like where are they Could gonna have imagine? to give up other places in the cba to get this passed the Not max happening. i feel like if they're if, like the the only thing that if i'm a player um, I would, the only thing that would make me think about doing this is getting rid of the entire max salary system. Like so that would be I think they're actually, they should, and I think they actually are more likely to go in the other direction. I think that if you were signing your own guys, um, I think, or re-signing your own guys, I think that there should be some provision where those salaries don't count against, like you still have to pay them, but yeah. they but don't the count against in, in for tax payments or they don't count some portion of it doesn't count against the cap um, to allow. And this is true even for, for I, this would be helpful for small market teams. Yes. The Warriors and the Nets and the Clippers and even the Lakers, I know we're going to joke about it, but even the Lakers generally outspend everybody else. But this would allow some of those teams that don't want to pay the tax to be able to retain their own guys, right? Like, who is it? I think it's Charlotte and there's, I think it's two teams, Charlotte and one other team that have never paid the tax. Mm -hmm. um, so this would allow teams to retain their own guy. Like, cause Charlotte's going to have a conversation to have to have a discussion about LaMelo whenever he, you know, after his Phoenix? first extension, is it Charlotte and Phoenix, no Phoenix has, I think there's one other team. Maybe it's Orlando. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Denver, Denver hadn't until recently, Yeah, but so even those, even the the smaller market teams, that would help, you know, because like one of the unintended consequences of the Supermax were teams like Sacramento having to trade DeMarcus Cousins because they didn't want, if you're not going to give him the Supermax once he qualifies for it, you have to trade him, right? Yeah. And so, but the, the, it was intended to encourage even the smaller market teams to be able to keep their own guys. I think this would do a better job of that. Yes, it would benefit the teams that are willing to spend, right? It would benefit the Warriors, but I mean, and it would benefit it would benefit the Nets, it would benefit the Lakers, it would benefit the Clippers. But frankly, like why should the Warriors be penalized because they drafted Jordan Poole 28th and he turned into something, right? They should be able to do whatever they want. Um so but I think it also helps the little guys who don't necessarily want to pay the tax, but still want to be able to be competitive and keep their guys around. 
So I think there should be, and I think it's more likely to go in the other direction that there is some provision where part, if you can, you can sign guys to a super max, your own guys, and part of it may not count against the draft, uh, count yeah. against the, the cap and the tax. Yeah. I, I think that's always made sense, but I think a part of a, like that's the most logical outcome here. The problem is you have owners who are not as interested in winning as other owners, and they would rather not have implied pressure to pay play, to pay extra sure. for their team. You know, sure, um, and that's exactly what that would that that's that's exactly what that would establish. Well, like, but it would it would it would imply pressure for them to pay their players more in salary, but they wouldn't get penalized for it with the tax. And it wouldn't prevent them from being able to do other things, right? But that, but that all that just that puts more implied pressure on them to to a pay their players and b surround them with talent. Now, given the additional resources they could be potentially used to do so, yes, that's really and I fair. like like the number re, the, the the number one like everybody always thinks that hard caps and 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 cap a cap system. In general, like people think that that's for parody. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint no, you, everybody. The cap is every salary cap out there in sports is so that owners have an explicit reason, an excuse not to pay insane amounts of money to employ the best roster. Trying that to they save can. themselves from themselves. Yeah. So, so like the, you're right. You're right. That's the, that's the way that this should move now and should have always moved in the past. But those owners, like, you know, there are owners out there that the guy who owns the Hawks um, is, is I think one of the Indiana, I think is another example of owners who are, who, Hey, if we win a championship, cool. But that's not necessarily the goal here. Winning a championship is just kind of like, yeah, it'd be cool if it happened. But, but playoff revenue year in year out is a much bigger deal to them right. than than winning a championship. I also, I don't like the like the implication for this proposal that there's something unfair about what the Warriors net. There's a punishment can spend. I don't. I like. I don't think like then spend more. I'd like, yeah, I don't, I, I get why there's a salary cap for reasons you just mentioned and also the appearance of parity. So you can't just, you know, whoever has more money wins because they can spend whatever they want. Um, but like, if you don't, if you don't think it's fair, then spend more or don't, or get out of it or, or like get out of the game. If you can't, if you can't or are unwilling to compete financially, financially. with what it takes to, to, to win and, and now to be fair also i mean the warriors paid a hefty tax last year but before that the teams that won the title the bucks uh two years ago the lakers before that those were like those were not tax teams yeah. so that is not it is not required yeah it's a not it's not a one-to-one -one. if you spend a bunch well, you are going I mean, the to warriors win. had the biggest payroll in nba history last year and won but it's not required to do it but it certainly all helps, these little but... tiddly yeah i mean you know, it, it gives, it gives you, you more chances to be wrong. Yeah. It gives mm -hmm. you more chances to be wrong. Like you can, you can buy your way out of mistakes more yeah. often. Um, or it gives you, it gives you time. Like, so Wiggins was seen as a mistake, but because the Warriors were willing to spend on Wiggins, they kept him around and eventually developed him into a winning yes. player. I mean, it, no, it goes before that. It's that they were going to lose Kevin Durant and were able to get a guy 
keep the salary spot available because they were willing to spend for D'Angelo Russell, a guy that yeah. they didn't want, mm-hmm. but they wanted to keep the salary slot available. And then that was part <laughs> so, of the reason why I lost my mind and continue to lose my mind over the Caruso thing is because like those, those salary slots are really valuable. They're really important. Yes. Fair. Um, so I think uh, like, I don't, I don't buy the argument that like a poor Charlotte or poor, Atlanta or poor, well, not Atlanta so much, but like poor wh- whoever, like spend or you don't have to do better spend it's or don't that's fine too. But I don't think we should be taking away the mechanism for the teams that are willing to. Yeah. And and again, I don't think it's happening a not because happening. the players union will never allow it and B no because chance. Yeah. And B because the, those, those owners that you would think, would be pushing for this actually kind of sort of like the current system quite a bit. Their yes. pockets. Well, like a lot. Wait, here's the, and here's the other thing. What the players union will say, absolutely not. So what the owners would have to give up in negotiations to get the players association to agree with this is going to be beyond the pale for them. Yeah. Right. They're like, are they going to have to give up 5% in, in BRI? Yeah. They're not doing that. What do you think of, of the possibility of lockout stuff? That's the part that, like because of because we've had players that teams have just like openly been out there saying, yeah, this player is healthy and they just don't feel like playing for us. Um, because of the animosity that we've seen between players and owners over the last few years, uh, because I think superstar empowerment got a little carried away and and um, players have I think over leveraged their situations. Uh, I do think we could be potentially heading towards a lockout. Everybody right now is like reading this and they're like, oh, this is for sure. This is it. This is what's going to lead to the lockout. No, I don't. I, I, there are owners here who don't want this. And therefore, that's not what's going to cause the lockout. I've always thought that the thing that causes the lockout is going to be the 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 superstar era, uh, superstar empowerment era getting a little out of hand. And, and owner's response to it is going to be what, you know, really really ratchets up the the animosity but all that said we're looking at a potential tv deal here in like yeah so much money so, yeah and, and i don't i don't think all of these really savvy business people are going to sit there and say like a lockout would cost us a Correct. lot i don't think there's going to be a lockout i don't think there's going to be a strike and there's just too much they saw what happened last time and i think both sides know there's too much money on the table there's too much at stake um and I think they'll figure it out. Um, and, you know, I think you we're seeing these discussions happen early, right? Like them floating, the league floating this out, the talk of the, uh, the in-season tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, like as the talk of expansion, ready- like all of these conversations are being had publicly. pretty early and publicly. Yeah. So this gives a lot of runway to kind of work everything yeah. out. I don't think there's going to be, yeah. I don't think there will be a stoppage as, as baseball headed towards their lockout. There was almost no conversation. Like no. that, that was part of what drove me insane as a baseball fan. Was I was like, like you guys know you have like four days, right? <laughs> have you even started? Well, remember they had, they had some like midnight meetings and shit. And then it yeah. was just like, and, it, and, and like what drove me insane was like, you guys had months to talk about this. Right. And, and now all, all of a sudden, sudden you're, like, walking... you're going to play yeah. 60 games. Like, no, yeah. we're not right. Um, we're going to play 60 games and uh, you will be paid a third of what you were going to make. Wait, no, we're not. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's play a quick game of woe or woe here. 
And I, I'm going to go with uh, three teams on either side of the conference. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. All right. So my four, my first woe or woe team is the Philadelphia 76ers. So is the woe, because I agree with, with the version of the woe that you're using. I am also, oh, like, this, is, this looks bad. Um, is it a fixable woe or are you saying, woe be like the way that you are, because you don't think even firing doc rivers fo- solves everything that's wrong with them right now. Um, the vibes are so bad there. Uh, I don't think it's so early too. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's fixable. I don't think doc does it. And because this was supposed to be, and this was going to be the team that, finally got all the pieces together um was gonna blitz through the regular season a lot of people thought they were gonna be the number one seed and rightfully so in my opinion like i thought they were gonna be really really good good in the regular season and then you have the playoff questions you have playoff questions about doc you have playoff questions about Embiid, but you absolutely number one on that list is you have playoff questions about james and Harden has looked okay. I don't think he has his burst, but some people have thought that he has some of his burst back. He is shooting five or six times as many mid-range jumpers as he ever has. Not a great sign. Before. Now, you could look at it two ways. One, you could look at it as a diversification of his offense and is, is a good thing. And that's what he's going to probably have to rely on more in the postseason because better defenses, because he's not going to get as many foul calls, et cetera. So that is a positive spin on it. They are less efficient shots though. Mm-hmm. And to me, it indicates he can't get to the rim. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like the last, whatever, six, seven, eight years, he's been like at two, three or 4% of his shot attempts have come from the mid range. And this year, last I checked, it was, 21 or 22 percent of them yeah um so he just he's just not able to get where he wants to get he also last i saw had dribbled the ball literally more than the entire rest of his team yeah Embiid looks frustrated Embiid often is getting like him and Embiid in the pick and roll is still really really dangerous but a lot of it has been Embiid getting spotted out as a shooter Embiid you know, has looked pretty frustrated and you can see some clips of him, you know, the bad, I'm not the body language expert and the body language police, but he has looked frustrated. I don't. And it also takes away from Tobias Harris, who's a 30, whatever million dollar, like guy that stands in the corner and tries to make jump shots and three and D, but doesn't really guard. It also minimizes what you can get from Maxi, who looks really good when Harden's not on the floor and runs a million pick and rolls. And then James gets on the floor and he runs none. Like I do, I do really. And, and PJ Tucker looks not a lot there. I do like a lot of the ingredients. Um, and I am surprised that it hasn't worked, but this does not, this looks like a long-term thing to me. And like I, James just like his, the, the numbers are good, but, it is it is bad so we're in what year three or four of doc being there 
Um, uh, this is year four. Usually, this is the time the teams start quitting on Doc. Like historically, this is when teams start saying, "Like, oh man, this guy doesn't have it beyond X year, right?" There is no additional thing that he's saying that keeps things fresh. It's the same old Doc Rivers and year four Doc Rivers is, is not typically very good. Um, that's a, that's a problem to me. That's something I'd be nervous about. Here's the other part of this that I think I find funny, but, uh, James might not. Harden gave up allegedly how much money this season, right? Yeah. Like 10 ish mil or something like that. I think it's more than that, but yeah. Uh, he gave up all that money. He it's gave definitely up, an, it's definitely an eight figures. He gave up fast food. He said he get, got himself in shape and started taking care of his body. And, and Wait, his speak, by the way, speaking of fast food and bad vibes, did you see, uh, did you see cat getting that ant? Oh man. <laughs> about Popeye's cat. Why, like why are the vibes so terrible in all these places a week into the season? I don't know. I, I mean, it's like Monday, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they, they they just started their work week. It's like the Monday of the NBA season is the first like twenty or so games. We talked about the Lakers, but yeah, ugh, Brooklyn. But well, we got we got we have more yeah, teams to talk about. Okay, all right, all right. Um, but like the thing that I'm monitoring here with with Philly is Harden made all those sacrifices, and Bede appeared to not sacrifice anything in the off season. He looks Joel and big right now, and <laughs> um, <laughs> he did not start the year well. Yeah, and and now he has the bad vibes of not like touching the ball enough. Like I just think they need a, a a serious shift there. I do kind of wonder if eventually we start getting more Joel Embiid trade rumors. That's 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 the the next kind of step after they fire Doc. Um, all right, next uh, next team that I want to bring to your attention are the Clippers. Whoa or whoa? Uh, <laughs> Same. Um, the vibes don't don't seem bad there yet, but they're not good. And even when everybody has played now, admittedly, Kawhi is not uh, is not playing a whole lot. He's coming off the bench, and you know his minutes are down. Um, but even when they have everybody, the offense looks bad. The defense is okay. The offense has been horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, even when Kawhi and PG, when when they have the whole compliment. Um, and when Wall is playing, when when and John Wall has looked good, he's been better yesterday, notwithstanding. He's been better than than Reggie Jackson. I don't know, something just looks off. You know what it kind of reminds me of last year when the Lakers lost early in the year to to Oklahoma City, and you're like, wait a second, like yeah, should we be worried here? And then did it again last night. Like the Clippers haven't been good anyway, but then last night was just like. Wait a ugh, yeah. Wait a I second. Think, I Morris think, is out, but like, ugh, ugh. I think they have too many guys, and I think so. I always say that um, the Clippers operate like Microsoft, and the Lakers operate like a lemonade stand, right? And and the thing with the the way that the Clippers handle them themselves, and I think this is something that data driven people really suffer with is uh, the human parts of things, the intangible parts of things. And just like statistically, right? Just if you were to just enter a bunch of numbers into a computer 
and see what the outcome to the season would be, it would make sense to bring Kawhi off of the bench and let him play like once a week and all of these things and try to get him to the end of the season. But that completely ignores chemistry and it ignores how other players are going to react to like, wait, hold on. We have to, we, this dude is paid how much and we're carrying him to the end of the season. How does that make any sense? And like, it's the kind of thing that like, again, if, if Ballmer is sitting there and, and he's looking at it like a computer that operates coldly with no outside factors, then sure, it makes sense, like on 2K, to, to handle the season like that, right? But this isn't 2K. These guys do have to develop chemistry. These guys do have to see each other in the locker room. These guys do see Kawhi Leonard just kind of kicked back while they're expected to to put their asses and their bodies on and careers on the line as he does so. And I think this is something like when we talk about vibes and stuff, I know you aren't the, the biggest proponent of body language experts and stuff, no. but this would drive me insane. Like it's why it's why like, you know, on this channel, I try to be the person who does far and away the most shows and far and away the most work on this feed is because like I am paid in a way that that um you know the other people in the budget are not and i want to make sure that like there is no doubt whatsoever in anybody's mind who is 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 putting the most into this project here and like you come damn you said, close because you, said, I you can't, said you're the Kawhi, huh okay. i can't i can't keep you off of fucking spaces so <laughs> so, like, so like i i i you you come the so, closest but like but this yeah. is this is the stuff that like i think the the clippers just continually to continually seem to ignore and for whatever we reason we'll just never learn from like they just keep messing so, this this one specific thing up three three things and i'll probably forget the last one by the time i get to it but okay. This has vibes of, I agree with you. This has vibes of the, you know, what was the, uh, the Russell the Wilson? The, no, the Trez and Trez and Pat oh, Bev yeah. and Lou mm -hmm. Will team before PG yeah, got their asses, got there. like fought, got the eight seed. They were better than everybody thought, got their asses kicked by the Warriors, but like, you know, came back from 31 to beat the Warriors in the, in the first round. Yeah. Um, and then income. You know Paul George and and Kawhi, yeah. And everybody's looking around like, what? Okay, but like, is this dude gonna like? Why do we have to bend to this dude now? Right. Um. So it, it does feel a little bit like that. Uh. The second thing is that this, like, when you get to this, is why I didn't believe even even uh the the year that they made it when they they lost to uh Denver right in the bubble. Um, when they theoretically were thought of as one of the best teams in the league. My fear was because they they had guy because Kawhi was sitting out so much, much like he's doing now, that when it gets tough in the playoffs, and it will, you will face adversity late in the season. You will face adversity late in, in or in the playoffs, period. I don't care who you are, unless you're the 2001 Lakers or the 16, or excuse me, 17 Warriors, you're going to face adversity in the playoffs. If you don't have those reps together, you don't know what you have to lean on. There's no, there, there isn't that, you don't have that comfortability. You don't have that institutional knowledge. You don't know, like when it gets hard, you don't know what you have to fall back on because you don't have the reps together. You don't have the time yeah. together. And so I'm afraid for the Clippers for that, 
you know, when it gets, when they face adversity theoretically in the playoffs, because they're not, if Kawhi doesn't play, they're not going to have that basis of knowledge, that time together to know what they have and what works and what doesn't. The other than the third thing is, I'm not sure they can let Kawhi sit. The West is too good. And if they can, they'll fuck around and find out. And when I say fuck around and find out, I mean, not make the playoffs or make only make the plan. And that messes with your, you know, we how saw difficult, how that went for the Lakers last that, year. That, mess, that, that, that messes with how <laughs> difficult your, your path is. Even if you do make it, you know, the more difficult path, the West is too damn good for anybody to be giving games away. And it's a fair conversation about the Lakers. Sabrina's uh, making her, her, her point from the great beyond. Yeah. That was the, uh, <laughs> that was when that was, they came back from, from 31 and, and, uh, Pat Bev was, you know, like guarding Kevin Durant and they asked Kevin Durant about him. He goes, no, I'm not worried about it. They know who I am. I'm Kevin fucking Durant. <laughs> and then Durant had the easiest 37 points I've ever seen in my life in a half. Um, and then they asked, they, they asked Pat Bev after the game, what about, and he goes, what do you want me to do? It's Kevin Durant. I was like, what, what, <laughs> right. Durant? what am I yeah, Lou Williams like, is sitting up with yeah, Lou Williams. Like, like, it's you Kevin know, Durant. Durant. What are they that's talking Kevin, about? <laughs> that's Kevin Durant. I don't like, what do you want me to do? Um, saw a great but, quote so it, from, so it, from it, somebody about Katie. the Lakers also, right. Yeah. About, um, like, when do you have to like do something right? Like before the season gets away from you, um, if you're going to do something like when, you know, kind of balancing all that, but the same is true for everybody in the West, the West is too fucking good to be given games away. Right. So for the Clippers, I don't know, like for me, either Kawhi has to play or not because they are not like you give a couple games away, like they did last night with OKC, you give games away here and there. There's too many good teams in the West. They will fuck around and find out and be in trouble later in the year. So I, I think I, I'm, I'm not buying the Clippers. Same. All right. Uh, we'll go one more here. All right. Um, the Orlando Magic. This is a fun one. Can I? You know I, what? I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up. Go ahead. I, whoa. Yeah. Let's go. If I'm yeah. an Orlando fan, and, and Pablo and looks incredible. And, and we're losing. They're 0 5. Yeah. Um, this season so, couldn't be going better. They're so, laughing at San Antonio and they're laughing yeah, at Utah. You yeah. idiots. Paolo looks, Paolo <laughs> looks incredible. Um, and shout out Ben Matherin too from Indiana. Cause the yeah. two of them have been like, wait, you Good guys Lord. are rookies. Yeah. Um, so the only, my only hesitation is that uh, Mo Bamba has been terrible. Bull Bull is like already outplayed him and basically mm -hmm. supplanted him in the rotation. So as somebody they just signed and as a, a guy that they thought was a piece going forward, that's not good. Um, and everybody is injured. And I don't know if I am going to play an NBA game or Jonathan Isaac is going to play an NBA game first. So yeah, that is concerning to me. Well, he's just, just doing his own research on how to on, recover yeah, from his yeah, knee. Yeah, he, he did his own knee surgery, probably. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. With a hot spoon. Um, so that is the only thing. They're fun to watch, but I mean, Wagner's hurt, and Suggs is hurt, and Fultz is hurt, and Isaac is hurt. I mean, like their whole team is hurt. And Mo Bamba, who they thought was going to be a piece going forward, has been terrible. And their own five. But I I agree with you. I think it is the positive. Whoa! Yeah, um, I, I, everything that they're actually the, yeah. looking for this season 
his look great. Like the, nobody thinks they're doing anything win wise in Orlando, but Paolo. Looks I mean, great. at some point you have to though. Well, maybe and not this season. No, no. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, can we like can we give the NBA a little bit of shit? Like Adam Silver saying we're gonna monitor tanking, right? Like we got an yeah. eye on it, and we you know like it's not great. I get why, but it's not great. We don't like it. We're gonna no. monitor it. We're you... also gonna stream all of Victor Whitman's yeah. game. <laughs> Wait, which? What? Huh? Yeah. No, no. I loved. I loved. We're also Adam Silver in like on, right. Saying something about relegation too, like that was that was amazing. That's un- unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. you're, right. you're gonna send the Pacers to the G League, and bring I mean, up and bring up whom? You think uh, the Pacers were having trouble? Go bring a G League team up to the NBA. Good luck. <laughs> I'm for it. I like the, I like the, the, the concept of relegation. The, the, the Pacers are just are, 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 no, no, absolutely the, not. The funny part about this is like if there's a team that like should is, probably be relegated, shouldn't Sioux it be the Fall, Knicks? Whoever Sioux Fall, whoever or uh, like the Knicks, the, the Knicks Delaware finally... Blue Coats. Where are they playing their home games in the NBA? <laughs> what arena are they using? They should they should be able to use whatever team's arena that that they are supplanting. So they're just going to be like San Antonio, the Spurs. No, the, they're just going to go play in the Spurs arena. Do they get their like the uh, Knicks are the Knicks the... are like finally good, so they don't have to worry about this anymore. But they're, for a while there, right, I would have relegated the Knicks. Right. So you could have like you could have <laughs> play at MSG. <laughs> <laughs> but do they? No. But the, the question is, do they get to assume their identity? It's like the the the, the Delaware Blue Coats. Do they get to like wear no, Knicks colors? I want the Delaware Blue Coats to play at MSG. <laughs> like, like, I know, but that's what at, I'm saying. No, the just Delaware as the Delaware play... Blue Coats, and I want the New York oh, okay. Knicks to have to go down and play in Delaware. Like, <laughs> actually, you know what they should do? Whoever, uh, in, at least until expansion happens, whoever whoever gets moved up should should be this uh, the Seattle Sonics until they come back. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. That's going to do it here for this episode of the hook in this week's episodes here on the silver screen and roll podcast network uh fun week so far despite the lakers sapping my soul of any and all basketball love um hopefully that changes soon starting tonight against the minnesota timberwolves it's a friday night so i'm not positive i'm going to do a pressure cooker we'll see how the game is looking and where i'm at pressure to cook if there's any pressure, yeah. My folks are also in town, and they're leaving on, on like, Monday or Tuesday, so I might just enjoy the weekend with them. But we'll see. I It would be funny if right after I just talked about, like, my commitment to this to this feed, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's Friday night. <laughs> I mean, you but, usually end the show with, and that's going to do it for this yeah. week's shows on the feed. So. <laughs> um, so you can keep an eye out for a potential pressure cooker. Raj, I believe, is going to be doing a post-game spaces, uh, so you can tune into that. Um, And yeah, that'll carry us on into the weekend. So until then, I'm Anthony Irwin. That is Aaron Larsoul. This has been The Hook.